The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Productions, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. Uh, good evening, good evening, and welcome back, welcome back to Streetwise. Uh, my guest, I want to thank him for his patience, uh, a little off, uh, I guess a few seconds. Uh, former Super Bowl champion, media personality, conservative, author of a best-selling book, Played safety for the uh, New York Jets oh, back in my time, 1973, and then he played for the uh, Oakland Raiders. Imagine playing football uh, for 10 years, you know, it's not, definitely not uh, easy. Uh, prior to that, uh, All-American Defensive Back University of Miami, you know what I love? All-American. I love that, uh, I love that, uh, that selling uh, name, I guess, and, and by the way, it fits. It fits my guess. His best-selling book, I love this title, "Liberalism or How to Turn Men into Weenies." Oh my God, uh, weenies and wimps. Uh, I wonder if he's talking about uh, in there, Anthony Weiner. Uh, I want to. Uh, my pleasure to welcome to Streetwise Burgess Owens. Uh, Burgess, uh, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lou. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while, my friend. So, uh, first of all, uh, hello to all of the New Yorkers. I spent a lot of time, good time there. And, uh, I was just back there a couple of days ago. Just oh. Just feeling it. Just going uh, to be there for a little bit, for sure. Well, I, you know, I feel like you're uh, a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. At least, say, listen, I, I watched you, uh, you know, when uh, I'm going to tell you where in my squad room when I was a detective. Great foot New York Jet fans in those years in the early yeah, 70s. Sure. You know, uh-huh. and uh, so here I am talking to you in, in person, you know. Uh, you, you know what's interesting? Your book it, it, and the, the title of it, it, it is so... I mean, it's so for real in today's world. Can you give us a few examples? Sure. Sure. It's, it's, uh, the title is called uh, Liberalism, or How to Turn a Good Man into Whiners, Weenies, and Wimps. Mm. And, uh, and, and, you know, Lou, we, we both came back from an era of different times. Uh, we see it everywhere we go. There was a time when the NFL was all about uh, the American way, you know, proud of country, uh, manning up and overcoming. And now it's just a lot of whiners, weenies, and wimps because mm. uh, we have people running it. That are liberals. That's what it comes down to. Uh, so I, it, it's actually uh, across the board. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, for those who don't know, I finished up with the Raiders, and it was back in the day, days when the Raiders were winning a lot of football games. Yeah, what made the Raiders uh-huh. so unique, and it was actually attractive to a lot of New Yorkers even, right. was their culture. It was in your face. It was typical New York. In your face, <laughs> uh, uh, it was uh, uh, you know the, the underdog. It was. It was a guy who, who could not fit in any place else, but he came to one place, and the, the culture was all about winning. And it didn't matter what else you had on the plate. It didn't matter what your religion was, what your color was. You showed up on Sundays, you played the game, you gave it to you all, and we won together. And it just brought in a very, very unique culture that Al Davis was very, very high on. So right. uh, that's what we're going to try to get back to. Uh, Burgess, but what happened to that camaraderie that we, we, well, we lack now? Are you talking with the Raiders now? Oh, uh, well, you know, the camaraderie, it, uh, pretty much in football. In football itself, the, it was the American way, and you mentioned, doesn't make a difference, your background, uh, ethnic or, 
or religion yeah. or, or whatever. It seems, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't recall football being involved so politically, uh, and I, I guess to the left, uh, in those yeah. years as, as we see now. It, it, it wasn't, and there's a couple of things, a couple, a couple of pieces of this. One is our culture's changed. Um, keep in mind, the guys that came through my era, first of all, we appreciated being there. We were raised by, by men, uh, by mothers and fathers who yeah. really taught us to, to love our country, love our flag. Uh, we were proud of who we were. And just standing on the sideline and seeing that flag flow, man, you can always get carried out just thinking that you had the chance of being there. Over the last 20, 30 years or so, liberalism has changed our culture. You go and you look into the black community in particular. Right now, uh, 70% of um, the players on the field are black. Yeah. And unfortunately, those that are coming from the urban community, uh, if you pull back the curtains, you see socialism and Marxism. Wow. You don't see the flag. True. You don't, they're not praying to God in, in the school system. They're not being taught how to think outside the box. So you get people been trained to think anti-American, anti-white, uh, anti-free enterprise, you get them on the sideline making $84 million a year, mm. they still don't get it. They still, because they're still of the same mindset that they're brought up with. You so know, a lot of it has to do with the culture. We, you can't even say, we, you know, some people are afraid, uh, just quickly, uh, I went shopping in, in Macy's, uh, I guess two years ago, and I bought some stuff, and I said to the, the girl behind the counter, Merry Christmas, she kept saying Happy Holiday. I said, Merry Christmas, yeah. she kept saying Happy Holiday. And then, I, and yeah. I said it three times, and I said, I'll tell you what, I want to return this, uh, I want to return this item, and she whispered, whispered, Merry Christmas. What happened? Yeah. I mean, she was yeah. afraid to say Merry Christmas, Burgess. And it's, it's because we had our, our leadership. We are we are so blessed to have a President Donald Trump. We truly are. Uh, and, and, and to say this, I was, I was reading a book a while back called oh. The Seven Miracles That Saved America. The great, great book. Some of the, the little uh, little things that happened throughout our, our time here in our country that made it so we won our battles uh, that were sometimes were underdogs. Well, the eighth miracle is the fact we have a President Trump as opposed to uh, a Clinton. Right. Because the last eight years, they have been in your face. Obama is nothing but a socialist. Yes. Uh, he does not love our country the way we love our country. Mm. You start to see all the things that he's done to undermine uh, our, our, our uh, not only our culture with the, the low borders and bringing everybody under the sun here without being embedded. Right. You look at the Iran deal. You look across the border. Mm. There's nothing he's done that's helped us to move forward, to be more protected, more uh, a better country. So we were on our way to being undermined by by socialists, and uh, that, I think that's why they're so frustrated now. They they were so close; they tasted this victory, and we pulled it. The American people, wow. we pulled it away from them because we looked at our values, our, our our principles first, and voted for our country versus voting for a, a an ideology. And I'm just so proud of Americans for doing that. And as you see now across the board, Lou, we're becoming great again across the yes. board. And uh, and I love it. It's just it's just a great feeling to 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 go into a new year knowing that so many great things are happening. Well, you, you know, I, I was in Florida recently, uh, little business, and I try to stick in some pleasure. But anyway, uh, but childhood friends of mine, I think they're watching or listening. They, for whatever reason, they're not crazy about Clinton, but they hate Donald Trump. I cannot. I couldn't believe the hatred, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. I, I could see disliking someone, but it's actually hatred. And I just couldn't, and uh, I sort of had to ignore it. They got caught up, truthfully, uh, Burgess Owens, in this fake news that they watch. It, it, you hit it. 
Lou, you just hit it. I was going to say, understand what people are now getting. Uh, you know, you know, and I, I thought about this. You know, back back in the day, we we, we all uh, remember 9/11, and I remember we were so surprised. All of us who begin to hear the background, and we asked ourselves, how can someone, how can people live in our country, be around them for years, you know, go to the store, work with them, and not love our, our people and have this hatred? Well, if you're trained and you're taught, you're told this over and over again. Is what the Nazis did. Is yes. right now what what our what our uh, media is doing. You lift if you if you turn on the certain stations, you can hear nothing but about how how mean and nasty and all that kind of stuff that, uh, that President Trump is. So if you listen to that all the time, you're going to be bought into it. And that's why I'm thankful. First of all, that we do have options. We're not forced like it was in Nazi Germany or Russia to listen Correct. to a particular station. We do have Fox. We have other stations to listen to. Uh, and because of that. We just have to be bold enough. Uh, we have to be bold as conservatives. We have to be the people who are willing to say Merry Christmas. And I'm glad we have a president who's telling everybody Merry Christmas is back, and I'm actually seeing it real life. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the signs everywhere. And it's right. great to see that we're back and get back to basics for sure. Well, we were, we were close, like you said. We pulled it out because Clinton had promised to continue Obama's legacy. What I don't know what legacy is there, but uh, but she was talking about. But you imagine she promised to continue that. We are so. Uh, I tell you, that's there's a God, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and but speaking of Fox, I just. Uh, Seen you recently on uh, Tucker Carlson, and of course you've been on Hannity. Uh, just want my guests to know that uh, you have to you have to watch Bur- Burgess Owens. And you know, speaking of bold, as and I have to say this, you know, as a black person today, you have to be bold if you support a person like Donald Trump, because I mean, uh, I, I obviously I, I was involved in the campaign. My organization endorsed him. I got all kinds of hate calls, hate letters, and I got threats. And uh, I lost a lot of friends. And then I say, well, they, they couldn't be friends because I was seen having a conversation or a photo with Donald Trump. It's just mind-boggling. Well, just, it, it, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me uh, uh, how the left, uh, they take their um, intolerance, they take their hatred, they take their bigotry and... and um, and race, racism, right? And that's who they are. They're, they're the ones that are always looking at race. They're the ones you know, that, that separates us every kind of way they can. And they and then they put that on us. They put that on on people who, who love our country, love each other. We're Christians, or, yes. Or we, or we at least we have a, a foundation which would allow people to be who they are. But that's what that's what the left does. It's, a, it's an ideology of socialism, Marxism, liberalism. That's totally. They have no shame. They will say and do anything because anything is what they're after. So. What well, we have to recognize, first of all, there is there is a group that's on the, the far left that's not going to be reached. You can't help them. They're just who they are. Exactly. They, they, they're who they are. No cure. There are other people. There are people who are good people. They just don't know yet. They, they, they're, they're still conflicted because they hear this stuff. We have to be patient, be consistent, and be bold. Tell mm. them who we are. Let them know that today, you know, think about this. In, in the black community, the first thing I tell people, listen, we're at a 17-year low in terms of black unemployment. Yes. Is that good or is it bad? It's good. We have, we have, we finally get into a situation where in the state of California, 75%, think about this, Lou, right. 75% of black boys in California today are, cannot pass standard reading and writing tests. Now, that's mm-hmm. all liberalism. Yes. And we need to figure out, and that's what Donald Trump is doing, is, is, is President Trump is, is figuring out how to change it around 
so that the expectations for our black boys are the same as for our white kids or or Hispanic or, or Asians. Mm. It should be the same expectation because we all we all you know kids are the king. So we have to understand that and recognize it. Well, you mentioned that's a, that's a great analogy. You know, that to so far left, if uh, Donald Trump cured cancer, he he would not. Uh, I mean, he would not be acknowledged. They, uh, you know, and then the, the you, uh, that's my close friends. They're in the middle, and they're right now. They're going to just like you had just mentioned. They're going to change because now they see what's happening. You know, with the, the tax and uh, and then the stock market going up, but yet they're yep. still. But yet uh, again, even though it's in their face, they're like sort of in denial. Yep. Well, so, here we have to. We have to be. We're only eleven months into it. I know it seems like it's been forever, right? Yes. We've been yes. This for <laughs> Understand this, guys. We have four years in which people are going to start to see more income in their bank than their bank account. They're going to see more options for their kids to go to school. The process of having the true evidence in your face and, and living it is where we change hearts. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we have to be bold. We can't. We cannot be uh, soft and, and, and apologizing. Just, I mean, just be. The way I, tell you, the way I look at it. When I when I prioritize my my, my family, mm. my, my my country, my race above everything else, it's very easy to be a bold conservative. Now, if I'm prioritizing whether they like me or not, it's a different deal. Right. I could care less, though. And this is what we have to get to: care less about what people think of you, as long as you're doing the best for your country, for your family, and for our community. That's what we have to get to, get to get down to. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you know, uh, I've been around long, long enough to see the different changes, and uh, and I'm, it's mind-boggling. I don't know what happened. It's like it's it's you know we want, it gradually caught up with us, and then you mentioned again something else that's true. Uh, like Obama was very passive and apologetic, uh, you know, to these other countries that hate us. That hate Americans, mm-hmm. and here he is apologizing to them. I don't know what, what we did that he has to apologize uh, for us. So. Well, it, it's the way it's the way leftists keep in mind. With and, and I, I can't say this enough, we're not fighting of an issue right now: black and white, right, rich and poor. We're really not. We're Correct. fighting the Judeo-Christian values versus socialism, Marxism, and atheism, and those other ideologies. Or without, they're, 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 they're deleted. They've deleted God. So there's a very evil, evil ideology. Mm. And what they've done over the years, um, Lou, very simply, they've gone after our institutions one at a time. They went after God first of all, so we still feeling guilty about these talking about them. Right. They went after the black family. They destroyed the black family. They have actually destroyed what was one of the, the strongest families in our, in our country, and become now one of the weakest. And of course, uh, our country, and that's what they, when they were trying to get the flag thing uh, with the NFL. Yeah, you see, they've also messed the NFL, which is I, I thought was almost, just almost a, impossible to do. It's just uh, just amazing. I, I know I read some articles in regard to you. Uh, you talked about Colin uh, Kaepernick. I mean, on the from the uh, NFL the Forty Niners. Uh, you, you know, he's lost. You know, I don't think he knows what's going on. I just recently, you, you know, Rikers Island here, the New York uh, jail in, uh, in in New York City. He went there. To address the inmates, there was still you can. You, I'd rather see him go to where, where, this, where the veterans are at the veteran hospitals, or where there's a terminal, terminal kid, term, kids who are terminal. You know, he goes to the jail. So I, I don't. I, you know, actually, I, I sort of did not like him. I, I don't. I don't hate, but I disliked him. But now I feel sorry for him. Yeah. Well, this, this is the thing about socialists, and he is. He's a. He's a diehard. Uh, they don't really ever come up with solutions for themselves. No. Uh, 
uh, what they do is they attack, they attack what's there, but they can never build. Uh, 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 this guy's uh, Colin Kaepernick, first of all, uh, he doesn't have any solutions other than going out and protesting. Uh, we're working with a group right now called One Heart Project. I hope people go to their website called OneHeartProject.com. One Heart Project? Sorry. One Heart Project. Heart Project. It's been around com. for a couple of years. They just opened Ooh. up a, a chapter here. It's all about getting out kids. These right. young people, these juveniles, that come out of the system mm. and have no other options. And they have not been educated. They have no jobs they can go to. They have this record. And so they end up going back, back into the system. And this is, this is, this is the liberals, what the liberals consider, consider their trash. We, we consider them our treasure. But getting these young men to begin to look themselves at what they can really do and the fact that in a country that you always have sent chance, they will stand up, they will man up, they will be the ones that will be saying, this country gave me a shot, a second shot, and I will never, ever be a liberal again in my lifetime. Mm. So we have this group, these, these young people, this generation, that the left has, has persuaded to be uh, 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 um, liberals and, and Marxists, that we can change because they can see that America does reach out to them and give them a second chance. So I'm excited about that. And those are the things that um, uh, the uh, company will never, ever do because he can't think past no. uh, past his ideology. No, not at all. He's locked into it. Now, just uh, Burgess Owens, could you repeat that one hand project? It's called? It's, it's, it's one, one Heart. A Heart. One oh. Heart. One Heart Project. Sorry. Like One Heart. Right. And uh, you'll see uh, there's a video in there called The Last Generation. And these mm. young people are coming out of this system, and they, they're saying to themselves, once they came out, I will be the last generation. I'm going to change my, my trajectory, change right. my family's tree. And that's what we need to have. Is, is people recognize that they themselves can make a difference. Absolutely. And I'm waiting for somebody else to make a difference for them. Hmm. Uh, no, no, you're, you're amazing. Now, your book now, it's a best-selling book. Uh, uh, hope I get it right. I hope I get it right. Liberalism on how to turn men into wieners and uh, wieners, wieners and wimps. Yeah, let, let's go. Go ahead. <laughs> you got it through. This is your liberalism on how to turn good men into wieners, 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 and wimps. And let me just also real give people a quick uh, idea how to catch up with me. Right. You can reach me at my website, which is www.burgessowenstalks, like we're doing right now, plural. Right. Or my website is uh, my Facebook, is Facebook as official. And we're actually going to be putting up, I just did something with Hannity recently. Yes. I put up a monologue. And the monologue for them and the uh, audio there, so we'll be all be there to see it and uh, and listen to it. So um, it's been it's been it's been fun to to be part of the part of the um, of the fight. You know, Lewis, and, uh, you we know, had to join the team for sure. You, you know what? I, you know, I got a kick out of that. I, I I get a, I have a a personal involvement in that title because it, it it's we, I was going to say is he talking about Anthony Weiner? You know, so and 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 then again, I, I don't know if you know it's history. Uh, I'm not going to ask you this question. Who's the first one to, to run against Anthony Weiner when he ran for Congress? But it was me. I ran against Anthony Weiner okay. in 1998, you know. Huh. And I yeah. told friends and people, I told you so. <laughs> you well, and, and I'll say this. Um, I, I'm a believer. This, this is a concept that I believe so much in. And I think what we did, our country did, showed this uh, November 8th or so, a couple of years ago. Right. But, I believe this kind of concept, and everything works out in the end. If it hasn't worked out yet, it's not the end. So our country showed that it's not the end by the, by the Democrats getting in power for so long, making such a mess, we have God in heaven to give us another shot. And that's what we're taking advantage of right now. Well, you we're said it. up. Yep. You said we're it. we got to bring back. Yeah. we got to bring back that Judeo-Christian uh, uh, 
in, in this country, which we, we lost in the last eight years. And even even during Bush, Bush was not so hard either, by the way, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Yeah, it wasn't so hard either. So, uh, you know, obviously we talk about the Clintons. We can laugh about that, you know. So, uh, that's well, well, Lou, yep. Lou we, we needed a New Yorker, buddy. That's what it took. <laughs> you in your face, man. Whoa. And, and I, I, just, I have to say this real quick. I, I went back to New York a couple of days ago, and I got a cab from from uh, the airport to the city. I'm in, I'm in Salt Lake City now. I've been for a few years. Uh-huh. And I tell you, that trip back was so typical New Yorker. First of all, uh, he was from China and can barely speak the language, but he was weaving in and out, bopping the horn, and taking ah. shortcuts. And I actually tipped him more because I felt so good to have that exhilarating feeling of a cab ride. New York. You back in the old so, time? Yeah, New York cab driver. That's America. So it's nothing like New York. is just nothing like it. So I appreciate being back, and now I'm glad to be back where I'm kind of Slowing down a little bit, slowing down a little bit. So anyway, you, you know, and just you know, my friends are probably listening. They're going to get angry because when I I, I was sitting there having dinner with three childhood friends, and uh-huh. they all dislike Donald Trump. And well, and I says, well, one of the things is he's not presidential. So I had to laugh about that. You know, we just talk about it. he's a New Yorker, and these guys are New Yorkers, and these guys are New Yorkers. <laughs> you know, expect, right? Now, that guys, these guys, he's not presidential. What the hell does that mean? So, well, that, can, can I say something to that? Because I, I tell you, what's so refreshing to me, I think, I think the country just wants now, want results. Enough of that smooth-talking yes. politician, guys who lie through their teeth and don't get anything done. Listen, we had eight years of a presidential president, and look right. where we are now. We're, we're at the bottom of every, in a black community particularly, has been yes. suffering for yes. the last eight years. So, enough of the presidential stuff. This should get the things done with. Let the people uh, uh, grow again, be excited again, prosper again, feel great about ourselves and our family. I'd rather have that any day than a guy who's tweeting across the board and, and, and driving the left nuts. I'd rather do that than have somebody who's a smooth politician who doesn't do anything for us. You're right. I agree with you because, you know, I've worked in those communities and all my life. And I was born, I'm a born the Lower East Side guy from Manhattan. Now, you talk yeah. about misery in the black communities. It has not approved and not improved under the Democrats, and it's gotten worse. Right. And I, 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 and I agree. Which, of course, I, I, I saw it. I grew up with it, and it, it, it like it was so gradual that you, you think about it, say, how the hell did this happen? Al Sharpton came along, and things deteriorated, you know. And uh, I'm yeah. saying, uh, and from a, you know, from Brooklyn where I was working, this guy came along, and he just caused so much controversy and. I have uh, people listening, and, and they say, whatever happened to where we came from? Aside from being a, a New Yorker, from the Lower East Side, we call it the lowest of the Lowest East Side. We're south of the Delancey Street. You can you could yeah. walk t- into the East River. You know, the dead, the, uh, the East Side kids, the Bowery boys, we were poor yeah. kids. We had holes in our sneakers, you know? And uh, But I'm saying, whatever, but we, but we loved America. I don't know That's what right. happened. That's right. You know? Well, here's the here's the deal. I want people to realize this. I hope everyone listening, including those who are not don't consider themselves conservative, that's okay. Let's just consider ourselves Americans, all right? Let's right. consider ourselves people who want to do the very best. And when you have a party that uses misery as a political strategy mm. to get elected, mm-hmm. that's when we have a problem. We have purposely you have a, a race being attacked, so they stay ignorant because they don't get the education. They stay jobless because they have laws that are passed to make sure that they don't get they don't get jobs. You go right. across the board, you get a, you get a race that, and, and Lou, let me just make this point because a lot of people don't realize this. The American, the black American community was one of the best in the mid 50s. It was the highest, the fastest growing. It was number one in terms of the commitment to the middle, I mean, growth of the middle class. 
Number one in terms of the commitment to men of marriage. Number one in terms of a percentage of entrepreneurs. Uh, we were leading our country so many different ways, and now we're at the very bottom of that because of Democrats, because of liberals, because we've bought into their, their malarkey. So understand it's all about people, not about ideology. And yeah. if, the, if the ideology is not working, then let's change. Let's do something different. Because yeah. um, right now it's not working for the, for the black community and America across the board. And that's why we can see our country improving already in the last eight years. Absolutely, and they will, you know, something, and, and they they will see the change. The, you know, like you just said, that they they have to see the change. Right now, they're again not to be repetitious, but they're sort of in denial. They actually see the change, but they're they're, they're trying they're trying to find other reasons why you change. Oh, it was it was it, we were heading in that direction. Some some yeah. of the, you know, we were heading in yeah. the opposite direction. You know, it's, well, it's, there's some that are saying uh, again. I have I have a brother who's very much on the left side, and, and we we love we love each other, we respect each other's views. But uh, he was saying, well, maybe what's happening now is because what what Obama put in place. And I think I know. Now, you have to remember this: <laughs> everything that Trump is doing is exactly the opposite. Now he could, he can make that statement, that narrative will work if Clinton was the, the president. But mm. unfortunately, unfortunately for us, she's not. Right. The whole narrative that that some kind of way Obama has something to do with our our up. You know, everything that's going positive Correct. is the worst narrative because President Trump is doing every single thing just the opposite of Obama. Right. If you find something he's doing the same, let me know. But if he's doing the things that are opposite, we get a better result. It means that it's, it's not because of Obama. Great. Uh, we're doing it in spite of Obama. So mm. I'm happy to see that, to say the least, and everybody's winning from it. You, you know, I'm going to use that. You know, I'm going to steal that from you. He's doing the opposite, and, and we are going forward. Everything. Know? Every problem. That's why the left. That's why the left is going nuts. They they really think about it. They want the one yard line. They want oh. the one line going in. <laughs> and, and they, I mean, it's just a quarterback well. sneak could have done it. And all of a sudden, we stole the ball and went the other way, and they cannot get over them. I know. <laughs> I know. I I think so, something now. When you wanted to, you were the. Uh, I, I hope I get this right. Uh, as far as uh, the University of Miami, you were the second African American to uh, get us. I, I, I was. I was the third. I was the third, third uh, black American that was uh, brought on to the University of Miami, and this was the mid '60s. And believe it or not, we lived in Paris South in terms of recruitment of blacks at that time. Right. And uh, and and, and I, I would I would like to say this too because it's important. We talk about uh, perception. Do we have time? By the way, Lou, are we okay? We're we running out of time. We're okay so far. Uh, no. Uh, you, can you hang in there? I'm going to take just a yeah. quick break. Can you hang in, Burgess Owens? Can you do that? Okay, okay, you can take a, just 30 seconds. Uh, please hang okay. in. My guest, Burgess okay. Owens, you got to hang in, folks. This is WGBB AM 1240 and W240 DF FM 95.9 Freeport, New York. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Trust me, I'm a lawyer. Trust me, I'm a contractor. Trust me, I'm a car thief. It's not always easy knowing who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, especially when it comes to insurance fraud. But know this, if someone wants you to get involved in something because the insurance companies can afford it, don't walk away, run. Insurance fraud is a crime, and everyone pays for it, especially the ones who get caught. If you suspect insurance fraud, call us at 1-800-TELL-NICB. Talking to veterans about the real issues they're dealing with can be uncomfortable, but when their behavior changes, it's time to act. Call the Veterans Crisis Line at 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. 
Uh, I'm back with I'm back with my guest uh, Burgess uh, Owens. Uh, Burgess, whenever you want to leave, just tell me. It's fine. You know, I I know you got all these different things to do. Uh, again, I just want to just introduce uh, Burgess Owens again to the people that couldn't uh, grab the first half hour Super Bowl champion. I, and I, he's a, uh, talk about media personality. This is a, a personality, uh, conservative author and, and, and a speaker. And, uh, and by the way, are you a, na- um, a native of Columbus, Ohio? Uh, yes. Yes. Am yes. I allowed, by the way, am I allowed to say native today? I'm not sure. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be, you know. And, and, and uh, to, to the point of Columbus, Ohio, let me tell you, that people need to understand why I was born in Columbus is because uh, it gives you an idea of how far our country's come. Um, I, my dad uh, served in World War II, mm. and they said it was one of the proudest things he's ever done in his life. He came back, wow. and he and his brother, they, they grew up out in Texas, graduated from uh, Purview, and they wanted, to get, uh, they wanted to get a postgraduate degree. But down south, they had Jim Crow laws, and they couldn't do it down south. Yes. So oh, wow. uh, I remember I ran across some papers of his. They didn't even tell me about this, but he ran across some papers a little bit after he passed away, in a whole box full of rejection letters from different schools across the country in, in the north, and it was obvious to me that it was because of their, their, their skin color. The, the Ohio State accepted them. Uh. So Dad went up to, to Ohio State and his uncle and his brother, Uncle Michael. So he went up there, and Dad got his Ph.D. out of Ohio State in 1951. Mm. Uh, so his brother, you know, he got in agronomy. My, his, his, uh, my uncle got in uh, economics, and I was born there. I was talking with um, I was talking with Clark Kellogg. He's a former NBA Pacer star. He's now a, 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 a sports commentator. Now Clark went to Ohio State. Also, hmm. he's also part of the Ohio State trustees on the board of trustees. Wow. So my point is this: you see how far we've come. Where blacks, because of their skin color, could not get into most schools, but they have opportunities like Ohio State. And today, that same school, Ohio State. It now has blacks on the board of trustees because we as a country are now looking at the value of people, not their color. We have come a long way, and these are things that the left does not want us to, to understand. You're right. and our strength is our, the harmony we have, the fact that we, we look at each other the way God does. We get better and better at it. Not that we're perfect, but the purpose is to look at each other from inside out, not outside in. The mm-hmm. left, those are the godless, atrium, um, uh, the, the atheists, <clears throat> Marxists and, le- and leftists and socialists, they look at each other from outside in. They judge each other from outside in. They separate us from outside in. Yeah. They're the true races. They're the ones that divide us. So just know that our country continues every single generation to get better and better as, as good example, my dad, to my generation, to my kids' generation. We need to applaud it, celebrate it, and not put it down the way the left wants us to put it down. Uh. Uh, you know, I, I just you couldn't. You, I don't know who could articulate that any any better. Just uh, Burgess Owens. Repeat the name of the. <laughs> I just go okay. to your name of your your best selling book. Liberalism, liberalism, or how to turn and, good men into whiners, weenies, and wimps. And let me just say this because I, uh-huh. I have a monologue that I did with Deshaun. I missed just last last fifty of our conversation. Right, it's about fifteen minutes, and it gives America an idea that number one, what's going on now, the fake news, is not new. This has happened to my race since 1910. Hmm. Uh, my race in 1910 was kicking butt. Within 50 years after slavery, these people don't realize this. We were the first, uh, the first to put together a national network, a business network, hmm. from New York to to San Francisco, successful black men and women that were entrepreneurs. And as a matter of fact, the uh, the, the first 
person who did the first presentation who came to, to, to talk to the group was, was President Theodore Roosevelt. Wow. So, so this was the, the arena that we were in. And then comes the socialist groups called NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Right. The problem with that group is there was no colored people involved. Hmm. It was 21 white socialist, Marxist, atheist, race-controlled Democrats that began that program. It was to get my race to go in a different direction than it was at that time. So I talk about it in the book. You have to understand that this has been a fight. Fake news has been a fight for a long, long time. Right. You need to recognize it. And uh, and stand up to it and be be bold about the truth. You, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier about uh, the Nazism, and uh, you know, and one of the things that they uh, did is uh, fake news. It's propaganda. It's, it's very close to it, you know. And yeah. people people are fall for it. I'm glad you mentioned the Dixiecrats before because I say this on my show, and especially Jewish and African Americans, you know, who are p- pretty much predominantly. Uh, Democrats, and I say, I, what's mind-boggling to me, by the way, I was a, a Democrat for half a century, and I, I'm right now I'm an independent. People think I'm a Republican or even a registered conservative. But for half a century, I was a, a registered Democrat. And, and I say, I don't understand. If you go back into his, go back into history, the KKK was organized by Democrats, Democrat U.S. senators and law enforcement. I have to admit that. The U.S. the sheriffs and the U.S. senators, all Democrats, they're ones that created the KKK, which hated African Americans and Jews, uh, you know, so, and they were, they were, they were, uh, uh, the Dixiecrats, you know, or the, uh, that was pretty much what you just mentioned that. And I, I don't understand what, you know, the more you try to acknowledge that, they, they just, for whatever reason, you, you know, it's hard to get that, the truth out. Well, this is the thing. There's something that uh, Karl Marx, the socialist, back in 1800 said. Mm-hmm. There's the, uh, the first battleground is the rewriting of history. So we have to understand that, that what the left does is they rewrite history. They, they, they go into these arenas where they can, they can make history, and they change it so it yeah. always uh, benefits them. The, wow. KKK, the KKK was responsible for pushing the, the Republican Party out of the South. Hmm. They did over their, their the evil times, lynched about 4,700 people. 1,300 of them were white, by the way. Hmm. People don't realize that. White Republicans um, and Italians. So, so they were, that's just a very evil group, and it was, it was the terrorist group of the Democratic Party. Mm. The party that's been from the very beginning, the party of slavery, secession, yes. segregation, and socialism. And it hasn't changed. Look, no, they, no. The party hasn't changed. They're, they're just smart at it. They're, they're, they're smart at it. They're more slick at it. Do you mind? Do you mind? Well, no, I have, I have a caller. I just want to ask you a question. Can you, you, you don't mind taking a call, Burgess Owens? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Jo, uh, the caller, Johanna, for Burgess Owens. Yes, your question or statement. For, uh, Hi, Burgess. It's Johanna. Hi, Johanna. Oh. I want to say we all love you and the work that you're doing. And I, a quick question. Um, do you feel that all the Obama years of entitlements to, you know, the young children or ghetto children um, have created uh, more harm and the possibility for them to change and understand what good you know, President Trump is going to be doing? And the next yeah. thing is, do you feel that we should um, eliminate the word minority? Okay. Let's start, let's start with Obama. Uh, Obama is a socialist. He's a Marxist. And understand this group, this is black and white. They're, they're, they're blacks and whites that are Marxists and socialists. Their goal is not the, it's not the people, it's the ideology. 
of President Obama's goal was to continue to, to have people become dependent. The very first act, his very first act in office, was to defund a very successful um, uh, school program, choice program, which was taking uh, these kids out of the black failing schools and putting them into into uh, uh, a successful schools. Yeah. Ninety-three percent success rate. The first thing he did was to eliminate that. So, so across the board, whether it be increasing the welfare role, uh, decreasing the the job opportunities, uh, those are the things that the left does. And Obama was so in your face that people finally realized, that's not what I want. So the president of Obama to America is that he was not progressive. He was very aggressive. He looked at his color as being a, a, a shield, which it was, because nobody wanted to, to put him down or, 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 or criticize him because they to be called a racist. Hmm. And he did more to divide our country than any other president in my, and I can think of. Yeah. No other president took us from where we have... America that voted for this black person was going to finally bring us to where it's not an issue anymore, to where we now it's an issue in every single place we can think of, where more black Americans are racist today than they were uh, 10 years ago. Mm. So, no, yeah. he was a mess, and the good thing is that he was so aggressive with this with this thing that America saw it, and we're now changing that. And over the next four years, we're going to find out also how corrupt that administration has been. Yes. The most corrupt in this administration than we've ever seen because they're so arrogant. <laughs> about getting things done and and, and 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 taking shortcuts, the law did not matter to them. They're so arrogant. We're going to catch up with them. We're going to see American people going to start seeing that in the near, in the near future. Yeah. Now, the other question, uh, John, about the minority thing. Yes. Uh, I don't think that really matters. I had, I really don't think that the name itself matters. I think it's the heart of our people. What we have to start doing as a country is do more serving of each other. Let as blacks and whites. Going to this place where these we have our at-risk people, the the the, uh, the urban communities, uh, where people right now are suffering and they're they're hurting. Yeah. When we start to serve, we start to stop looking at each other from on a, on a color point of view. Uh, so, you know, instead instead of a name thing, let's just let's just plan on being a people that do what our country's always been great at. Judeo Christian value says this: we're going mm-hmm. to serve and serve and serve. We get that mm-hmm. done, then we'll start to bring our country where. We don't think of color as an issue anymore. Right. Well, that's, thank you so much. And also the hyphenism that people used, uh, you know, like African-American or whatever. I just think yeah. that should be eliminated also. <laughs> well, if people, I, I, I don't use, I use black person. I'm, 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 I'm an American person. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. So that's all part of the divisiveness yeah. of the, the left. Whenever they can to divide us in any way they can, they will. Uh, personally, I'm a black American. Uh, American first, and then I'm black, of course, and I'm proud of that history also. I know where yeah. my came from. So, well, thank you so much, and God bless you for all your good, good thank work. Thank you, John. Thank you so much. Appreciate okay. it. Bye. Uh, so, thank you, John. Uh, by the way, Burgess Owens, did you get a chance, uh, an opportunity to talk to Alverda King, the niece of yeah. Martin Luther King? Did you get? I think I you were trying to reach her, right? Yes, I did. We uh, oh, on, did. The, on the Hannity on the Hannity show, and I, and I want to thank John for putting that together. For yes, me. yes. On the, um, on the uh, Hannity radio show on Thursday, right? This was a Thursday. It was it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. She called, uh, yeah. And, and we had we had about a, about a fifteen minute talk, uh, and she had a great great conversation about uh, her passion, which is, is the abortion issue. So it was it was good. And I appreciate uh, Johanna putting the together. Yes, I I know. By the by, Alverda was one of you know I'm I'm fortunate enough to get good good guests like you and Alverda King. She was my guest last year. You know, yeah. so uh, dynamite, uh, dynamite, uh, 
lady, of course. You know, uh, it just, I, I was glad because she's, she, she's for real like you are. And, uh, anyway, what can, what can I say? I'm, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you's, uh, you, you two is, uh, uh, Thank hooked up. Thank you so much, Lou. Listen, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go, but I would That's like to leave your audience with, with, yes. with a couple of thoughts, if you don't mind. No, go right uh, ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, whenever I talk about my history, I ended up with the Raiders, and I, I spoke a little bit about how special they were back in the days. Yes. They were just a winning team. Uh, but that was, that was, uh, 13 years. I went, got to the Super Bowl's 15. Mm. It was 13 years. After losing for 12 years in a row, <laughs> high school to four years in college to seven years with the Jets, we're all losing seasons. But I finally got to my 13th season with the Raiders. Yeah, and I, I kind of I talk about this whenever I speak, and I kind of develop a little bit more. But for those that are listening out there, if I can encourage you just to remember this: that every one of us out here, as we go through our struggle, go through life, and, and overcoming, every one of us will have our 13th season. That time when things just work out and. And everything you've worked hard for is just so well worth it, just glad to be where you are. It only happens, though, by going through the 12 first. Mm. And those are the times when there's ups and downs in life, when you don't want to be there. You're, you have so much, so much tough things coming at you. But what I realized when I look back on it, that's what I learned the most. I learned about tenacity, about service, about loyalty, about not giving up during those tough times. And that's what we all can, can expect. Before we get to the 13th, the 13th is a, is a confirmation that was worth the price. Mm. But we have to go through those tough times to get there first, and everyone has to do it. No one is exempt. So know that. And what I love about our country is that we're now experiencing our 13th season. We have had a lot of tough years with these liberals, and even liberal Republicans who have just not oh, gotten it right, these professional politicians. We now have someone who loves our country. He's a New Yorker. In your face. In your face. For those who don't know New York, because I lived there for a lot of my life, so I know what New York is. Absolutely. Well, you know what they say on the West Side Story? Once a jet, always a jet. From West Side Story, you know? And yes, so you got the New York blood in you. Absolutely. Pleasure. I just want to leave everybody with that thought. Just do your best and know we're going to win it. Yes, thank you for leaving that thought with us, you know? And Merry Christmas to you and yours, and God bless. Thank you, Lou. Appreciate it. You have the best, buddy. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was great. Wasn't that great, folks? Burgess. Owens, he, he uh, tells it like it tells it like it is, as as they say. You know, we talked about uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick from the Forty uh, ers and what a difference. And uh, you know, he was protesting the uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick was protesting the uh, nailing you know nailing controversy where they had no respect for the national anthem or our flag. If you want to call in and say something, six three one. Eight 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 one one. I, you know, I want to uh, touch on a couple of things that Burgess Owens and I uh, had had. Uh, uh, we discussed, you know, how, uh, you know, he had a run. I know. In fact, I was glad to get him an extra fifteen, uh, twelve minutes because I know he had he has uh, an important engagement to, to go to. But once I get them on the show, they get hooked, right now. So. Uh, that's a compliment. I'm complimenting myself because sometimes, hey, Lou, I can only do a half hour because I got to go here and there. And then they always wind up uh, staying longer. So, which is, uh, 
which is which is great. I, you know, I, I want to talk about one of the things my Lower East Side friends. <laughs> they're probably. They're, I hope they're listening because I told them to listen to my uh, or watch my show tonight. And uh, aside from uh, calling or saying Donald Trump is not presidential, they uh, one of them got me in trouble. By the way, you know. He says, what do you think about uh, Donald Trump firing the head of the FBI, uh, Mueller, uh, Mueller? And, I, I, you know, so I was so busy running around trying to take care of business, I actually believed that FBI f- fired uh, the FB, head of the FBI, Mueller. So I says, oh, my God, yeah, I, you know, I'm not happy with that. doesn't look good. And this is where fake news comes in. So what did I do when I got an opportunity? Uh, I do talk to uh, the people on the Trump staff. So I, I uh, was in Florida, I called New York, and I spoke to some of his people, and I said, you know, well, my organization, New York Veteran Police Association, the first law enforcement organization to endorse Donald Trump, oh, a good year before the, the election, and uh, I'm not happy with him of firing the head of the FBI, and they said, Lou, what are you talking about? He said, well, I, I just heard, they said, where the hell did you hear that from? Are you, did you, are you watching fake news? And they said, oh, my God, it's my close friends are watching fake news. They almost had me believing that he fired the head of the FBI, you know, and yeah, I, I have, I, you know, so, because they get caught up in that world, I, I really, I really can't. Blame them. They sit there and they're watching it, and and you know, and over and over again, uh, MSNBC, uh, you, you know, is it on CNN? But more MSNBC, they come out with this unbelievable fake, terrible news, and, and so you know, are they going to wise? Are people going to wise wise up? And they're going to see now. Look at this. What happened? Just I think yesterday or today is that. Uh, collusion. Donald Trump in collusion with the Russians. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. The only people that were in collusion with Vladimir Putin from Russia, it's in the books. It's on record, you know. Uh, the Democrats, they're the only ones that had meetings with him and accepted money from, uh, y- you know, from Putin uh, the president of uh, Russia, and and yet they kept saying we got to impeach Donald Trump for his collusion with Russia. By the way, folks, even if he had, even if there was collusion with Russia, that's not enough to impeach a president. There was no collusion, but uh, you can't impeach somebody on on having meetings and collusion. First of all, you got to have evidence, you know, and uh is it, is it, uh, I mean, is the evidence has to be criminal, by the way, folks. You can't just say, oh, we had a conversation and he agrees with Vladimir Putin and we gotta impeach him, you know? Uh, Richie's on the phone, I guess, Richie, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Burgess, uh, Owen's left, but the, I guess you wanna make a statement or maybe you wanna ask me a question. Uh, Richie, go I ahead. Always want, I always wanna ask Lou Tolano a question <laughs> because I'm from the Lower East Side. The lowest. <laughs> Exactly, and I like Trump. I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. I always did, and I'm fair-minded. If a person is, if I didn't think he had the talent for it, I certainly would maybe like him, but I wouldn't vote for him uh, if I thought somebody was better. But I do like Trump, and I'm not afraid to say it. I may not want to wear a Trump hat in certain areas or put it on my car because I want to have 
four wheels on it. Yeah. But, but I do like him. And I just wanted to mention that Burgess Owens was a fantastic guest. Right. He's the epitome of a sports role model in today's market. I mean, Ooh, great. he proves to you how to speak like a gentleman, how to be a gentleman, how to be fair-minded and be able to touch all bases. And uh, he uh, he was a great guest. That's all I can say. And the only thing is, uh, you could probably answer this for me. Uh, the title of his book, How to Make Men into Winers, Wieners. Uh, well, and, uh, actually, it's uh, I got it down this time, believe it or not. Liberalism or How to Train Good Men into Wieners, Wieners and Wimps. That's the title of his book. Yes. Yeah. Now, how is that done? By taking good men... How does he mean to do it, or how is it done? Because if I remember, there was a statement how to make boys into men, and that was the Marines when they wanted you to join, how to make a boy into a man. Right. That was the idea. So he's showing it just the opposite. Uh, you know, I, I think we talked, we touched on it, but it's good, a good question, Rich. I, I think it means like the fake news. People are starting to believe the fake news. And where we used to be tough and we used to take on, we're, we're sort of backing off and we're giving in, you know, and we're going along with the program. And I think we have to stand up to the program. And he's, you know, but what the good thing about Burgess Owens is that only is he standing up. Uh, Rich, he's coming through with facts. You know, he's presenting facts to go along with him, not just saying it like MSNBC and CNN, there are no facts. They just blurt it out, and they just say it. And people watch it and believe it, you know. That's the uh, sad part. So, yeah, you, you know, what what you're talking to, there was that issue where I got dragged in a little bit with LGBT, got angry right. because the grand opening of a, a gym out here in Long Island says, we turn boys into men, and they said, how dare you? How dare you say you could turn boys into men? Uh, they could be whatever they want to be. So if they want to be whatever, you know, they can. You can't tell them they have to. You have to turn them into men. So they they demonstrated and they picketed. So I was connected to that gym, you know. So they dragged me in and they said, "Does Lou Tolano, uh, Streetwise, does he uh, preach hate of the LGBT community?" So, and only because they looked at the sponsors, our organization, New York Veteran Police Association, was making donations to help the kids in that gym. You got indigent kids that family cannot afford to send them to uh, to a gym. Ray Bentnelli from BCBA, BCBA Boxing Academy out here in Islip was doing that. You know, so we were rich. Our organization was donating to it, so that was our connection. So they linked us in where we are. We're anti LGBT. You know, well, so well, I couldn't care means, what they do. I don't blame you, Lou. And and the strange thing is, if they saw back in the day when the Marines would have joined, now we make boys into men. Yes, would they object and want to make a, see, a scene on that? I mean, because. The Marines were a very, and still are, naturally, yes. a very tough outfit. And yeah. that was a, a common thing to say, and people loved it back then. And the same as joining the Navy or the Army or anything, or, or uh, Merchant Marines. It didn't make a difference. Right. It was something that you were proud to do, and now it becomes a thing where you're sexist or something crazy over it by just having a statement like that. 
But that's why I love the title of Burgess Owen's book, because he touches all bases. Very, very sharp guy. And I remember he mentioned he was from Columbus, Ohio. Right. And I was in Columbus, Ohio one day with Arnold Schwarzenegger when he had the Mr. Olympia contest there <laughs> on Columbus Day. Mm. But the shocking thing, Lou Talano, was wow. I didn't see anybody celebrating Columbus Day in Columbus, Ohio. No parades or anything. I said I was with George Payne a former Mr. Universe winner, and, and I said, George, it's kind of unusual. Today is a holiday, yeah. and no one's celebrating it in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> wow. That, it was strange. It was strange that, that maybe every, everybody was busy going to see the bodybuilders at the Mr. They, Olympia. Yeah, they, well, they, was, they, was, they were engrossed into wanting to see Arnold, you know? Oh, yes. That's, he was great. In, 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 was great. Uh, in those days. But, you know, you, you touched on something also. Now they want to, you, you know, here in New York, I think that's going to change. How they, they wanted to knock down the Christopher Columbus oh. uh, statue in, of, uh, in Columbus Circle, actually, in Central Park. Are they going to change the name of that circle, too? I, I don't know. But oh. uh, it's, so. it's ridiculous. If they ever change it, I have the right name for it. Yeah. <laughs> Lutalano Circle. That, that's it. I'm putting it out there, and I'll see who wants it. <laughs> that sounds like me. I'm always in the circle. At least you didn't say I was square. Yeah. No, 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 far from it. No, but but Lou, I just want to say you're having a fabulous guest and a fabulous interview, and enjoyed it very much. And uh, I just want you to just keep doing what you're doing. It's great. Th- thanks, thanks, Richie, and thanks for calling in. Uh, anyone else want to call in before I sum up? Six three one eight 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 one one. They've got a couple of minutes uh, left. So what I was uh, saying, and I was uh, gladly. And happy to be interrupted by Richie calling in, you know, and, and making his statement and uh, question is that the collusion with Donald Trump that they're trying to impeach him. Uh, did you notice what happened today or was it uh, last night? Well, pretty, pretty close that Donald Trump in the budget, in our defense budget, included money for the Ukraine to protect themselves against, guess who? Putin. And Putin is mad as hell, right? So, if he was a friend of Putin, would he do that? He's, he's given them, uh, he's, he's given them, uh, uh, I guess what's called anti-tank uh, missiles. So, in case they get invaded uh, by uh, Russia. Now, is this a friend? Would, would a friend of Putin do this? You know, so I, I saw the liberals were quiet with this. They're not saying a word about it, you know, and the Democrats are not saying a word. Now, where the heck is the collusion? I, you know, this is the Ukraine, you know, and he included us to help them protect themselves against Russia. Everything they say, I know, like Burgess Owen says, is it's unbelievable, uh, fake knows. I'm so glad that now people are comfortable and they don't realize it. That it's because we have Donald Trump. Now they're not reluctant to say Merry Christmas and God bless you. Before people were uh, skeptical. Are they stay they felt like they're saying something wrong, you know, so that's you know we're we're feeling that uh, already and Burgess Owens uh, just said, you know, he's only uh, the president eleven months and we've seen so many different 
changes that, by the way, beneficial and improving the country. But you won't see it. You'll see, you'll see it on Fox News and in some of the radio shows, including this one. You'll hear it, but you will not see it on uh, CNN. Yeah, they will bring in somebody, you know, that will that will. Uh, to, you know, sort of defend Trump. They will do that. I have to give them credit for that. But then they interrupt them and they, and they try to change the subject. But they do, they do let them uh, come on to give the uh, position of uh, Donald Trump. But MSNBC, not at all. I don't see that at all. You know, it just, uh, it just, it's just such a hatred uh, for Donald Trump. And I'm going to tell you why they're talking about impeachment and trying to get rid of Donald Trump, including the Republicans. Because they are all dirty, not all am I saying all, many of them are dirty and they're corrupt, like Burgess Owen said, and they're afraid they're going to get locked up, you know, because now he's going to expose them, including the Clintons, for all the money that they have taken, talk about collusion, from Russia, including a lot of Republican congressmen and senators, you know, they've taken a lot of you know what, under the table, as they say, and they're afraid of Donald Trump. they got to get him out of the way because they're afraid he's going to lock them up. And I, truthfully, I hope he does. I hope he does. I'm out of time. I just want to, by way, I wish all of you out there, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. And this is uh, Lou Talano.